right, here we go. What's up, guys? How's it going? Thank you, Bruno. Welcome to episode three of the Cigar Match podcast. Super excited to be back. Man, two weeks feels like a long time. I'm having, dude, I'm having so much fun recording these sessions and like the off week, like Wednesday hits and I'm like, oh, where's the mic? I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's, I'm super excited to be back and here we go with episode three. Thank you. If you're listening, thank you for listening. And that's where I want to start. Um, It's been super cool over the last two weeks. Uh, Social media has been, been really cool. Thank you to everybody on social media, friends, uh, new people that have interacted Thank you for liking our, our social media stuff. I set up the Facebook page. I think I set it up yesterday or today. Uh, to everybody that's already found the Facebook page, thank you. Uh, to the people that I know we have a few kind of friends and maybe family that maybe aren't podcast people per se, uh, but thank you for liking the pages and liking the posts. That stuff really helps. Those interactions really help kind of get us out there and get and get the uh, get us past the algorithm. So thank you for that, and, and to all of our new friends that are finding this, you know, thank you guys for for checking us out, and uh, I hope you guys are still digging the show. We're three episodes in now, and uh, we're having a lot of fun, obviously. Yes, and I hope you guys are. are dig. I hope you guys are digging it as much as we are. I guess we should name these episodes or try to be creative or something. I don't know. Men aren't normally as creative. Nah, I usually try to give them a name after we record, <laughs> uh, but they're usually pretty, just pretty much. Pretty basic, but yeah, we'll see. Well, I agree with Adam. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us. We're really looking forward to growing this podcast, trying to help anybody who's new at cigar smoking, hopefully helping some veteran cigar smokers, too. So should be a good uh, good journey. Yeah, and we and to just piggyback on that just a little bit, and then we'll get into our, our topics. You know, Bruno and I were just talking um, in the green room prior to, to starting the recording. We've got a lot of cool things that we're working on getting lined up. Uh, cool guests, cool, uh, I think, topics, ideas. Uh, we're, we're really thinking forward in what can we do next? How can we get bigger? How can we get better? Um, so, you know, be on the lookout. We, we have, we're having a lot of fun and we're putting a lot of work into this podcast now into what can we do next? Who are the guests we can get? And, and without giving away anything, I will tell you that Bruno is shooting for the stars, like <laughs> legitimately. Um, he, Bruno was telling me about see. Yes, he he is a, trying to work a guest that when he told me about this, I literally got goosebumps over it. I thought, it, how cool would it be to talk to this person? This is a cigar person and a megastar. Yes, um, and I don't want to jinx it, so we will nope, stop we'll right there. But everybody, cross your fingers for us and kind of give a little, give a little positive energy. And if this so guest I'll, comes through, I owe all of you a cigar. I'll go ahead uh, and correct you <laughs> in stating that you're doing more of the work than me. Uh, <laughs> you're the one with uh, the computer whiz and social media. I'm the old fart uh, that no, no, I have no, to no. start learning more. But anyways, we're, let's we're get a to team, it. buddy. There's no I, I in agree. Team. <laughs> <laughs> so well, this week we had some cigar bits. If you've been playing along through the first handful of episodes, we've been going through some cigar myths. We had a couple of more, but we figured, you know what? We've done two episodes now talking about these cigar myths. Let's take a little break from that. We don't want to get stale doing the same thing over and over and over. So we're going to forego the last the last few cigar myths we had, and we'll probably at some point get back to those. We will. So we're going to forego that, and we're just going to dive into some topics. Do you want to hit topics, or do you want to hit news? How do you, What order do you want to go, Bruno? Let's start with news, because that news was pretty... Um... That news made me you wanna, say words that I'm not going to say yeah, in this podcast. I, uh, yeah, you want to start with the you want to start with our bottom one there, correct? Yeah, let's let me read the headline to this. 
yes, cigar news. Yes. Go, Online go cigar it. and tobacco sales to Hawaii halted. Yes. So this this was a article that we found from I believe this came from Cigar Advisor. Uh, the link will be posted in the show notes. The lovely state of Hawaii is banning the online sale of cigars. Uh, you can no longer buy cigars online and have them shipped to Hawaii. And why is that, Bruno? <laughs> uh, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna use those <laughs> those words that I was using before. But they're right. going they're going all out starting yeah. July 1st of this year. Then they're going to start hitting electronic smoking devices, e-liquids. Anything that you basically and, define as tobacco product. Yeah, and the the big driving force from what I've read behind this is they want to stop minors from from vaping. Why is it always um, about the kids? Right, and so instead of instead of targeting the the vaping industry, uh, they're just saying, "Hey, we're we're gonna target everything." And so, yeah, July 1st, you, you cannot order cigars online and have them shipped into the state of Hawaii. That's just it blows my mind because that is such a, as a cigar guy, that's just what we do. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I love going to my local place, but I mean, if I'm buying boxes, I'm probably buying them online and have them shipped right to my house. Uh, I couldn't imagine not being able to do that. There are some things that I can only find online. That's the, that's the thing where, again, Adam and I working at a brick and mortar. Adam and I are all for supporting brick and mortars, and I will do that until the day that I die from my cigar smoking. But to completely ban it, and unfortunately, and just understand everyone, I am not for minors smoking. I would never be for that. I got a 30 year old daughter and a two and a half year old grandson who, when he's 18, just like with my daughter, she had her first cigar with me when she was 18 or 19. But I'm becoming fatigued by always hearing the same reason that they raise the taxes, that they ban this, that they ban that, when I'm pretty sure that's not the real reason. I think there's some other things going on. But I am not a conspiracy theorist, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's crazy to think that just overall... No, no purchasing of cigars online. No having them shipped into the state. That's that's just wild. Um, yeah, I think there are probably better ways to approach that. But I'm not a politician. I'm, I'm not right. a lawmaker. So, you know, I, I just I I agree. I I can't fathom not being able to do that. To to I am a I'm a le- I'm an adult, and I agree with everything Bruno just said. You know, I have I have four kids, and I do not want my my kids under 21 to to smoke uh cigars or otherwise really uh but i do have i do have kids that are older they're old enough to have cigars with me and they do um and it's weird because one of the things you know like i said this seems like it's targeted at the the vape the vaping industry uh because you know and i'm not a kid i don't i'm well past being a kid uh but it, during you know when i when i was growing up the last thing i heard anybody ever say was hey let's go smoke a cigar yeah, that's not normally what <laughs> it's it is. Not, it's just not something that that kids do. Um, they don't go to the to the local tobacconist and buy premium no. cigars. They steal um, mom and dad's cigarettes, like I did when it, I was a yes, kid. Yes, exactly. That's kind of where I where I was hoping to get to with it is that that's where they're going. Uh, but unfortunately, cigars get lumped in with with all of that, and 
in this case, cigar smokers in Hawaii are are taking the hit. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see, kind of how that what that does to to cigar smokers in Hawaii. If the B and M's end up uh, better off for that, because now you're, or I, I wonder if how do, can you even have a a brick and mortar in Hawaii? I wonder if the, if with that point, is that even possible? Because how how would the how would they differentiate cigars coming into a business versus cigars coming into a a just a residence? One uh, would hope that they can do that, but I'm I'm kind of with you. It's um I hate to see it too because there are many of us out there who enjoy our cigars, and to actually say that a men's permit. So basically, this reads amends the license and permits fees for wholesalers, dealers, and retailers. Okay. So it sounds like they're going to have special permits, right. but is this going to drive the price of cigars so far through the roof that people are going to say, I enjoy my cigars, but I'm not going to pay $15 for a cigar I was paying $5 for? Yeah, that's a very good point. It could just absolutely wreck the, the uh, cigar industry in the state, in the state of Hawaii. So again, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that one and to see how that ultimately plays out. So we feel for you. Anybody in Hawaii, I feel for you there. Yes. That's rough. And unfortunately, after reading this, don't ask us to send you cigars. It looks like it's... <laughs> where did I see that? It's like a $2,000 fine Ugh. and a misdemeanor and or a 10000 for a Class C felony. And I'm, I'm too pretty to go to jail. <laughs> now, if you are in Hawaii and you decide that, you know what? The state's right. I should get rid of my cigars. If you want to send them out of Hawaii, yes. let me know, because I, I will send you my address. My, yes. You can send them to my state all day long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, you can send them to us. We'll review them. We'll give you credit and everything else. We'll give you else. tons of credit. Yes, we'll thank you tremendously. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that for you guys and let you know, you know what else we can find on, on how Hawaii handles that moving forward and how that affects the cigar industry and the, the, the local shops inside the state of Hawaii and the cigar smokers, for that matter. Uh, so I think let, that's who's going to feel it. Yeah, that's who's definitely going to feel it for sure. It, it's going to be rough. Uh, so let's jump to, uh, to your article about traveling with cigars because this is something, as I read through this, there were a number of things where I'm going, yep, I've done that. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, we both follow some pages, and I stumbled across one that says, Five Things You Need to Know About Traveling with Cigars. And, you know, I wanted to see, okay, did I ever think that I was doing it right? So I'm literally just going to list them, and then we, we may expand upon them. Yeah, yeah so, we'll talk about them. Let's go yeah, Number one, never bring anything you'd be devastated to lose. That's pretty self-explanatory for anybody that's yeah. traveled a lot. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject as you're going through these because that one specifically, uh, I have a bad habit of when I go fishing or when I go camping, uh, I, I take whatever. I, I always look at those as good times. I want to have a, a good cigar while I'm fishing, while I'm camping with my friends. I don't want to have my, my every day. I'm going to take something nice. I'm going to take Opus if I have it, to be honest. And... Yeah, I have a bad habit of, and I've read through these points, so I know this next one's, this point I'm going to hit is coming up. I have a bad habit of just taking the cigars, throwing them in a Ziploc bag, and throwing them in my backpack. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? Nothing, ever. 
except <laughs> so, a travel humidor is a smoker's best vacation companion, yes. i.e. it guards your cigars. It, yes, yes. In many yeah. ways. In many ways, yes. Much better than just a Ziploc bag thrown in your backpack. Yeah. Because which, essentially, you, typically what happens is I get to, if we're fishing, I get to the lake. If we're camping, I get to the campsite. I throw my backpack on the ground, and I hope for the best when I open it up. <laughs> and f- as far as traveling, you know, one of the things that I don't know all the new rules. You know, I know what it was like years ago when I was traveling a lot more. But if you're carrying a butane lighter, be careful with trying to get that through TSA. I don't know how... I mean, just a quick story that I went through. I had a uh, lighter that my daughter purchased for me. I had it on a trip. I got up to TSA. It was in my bag. They uh, very kindly told me I had to destroy it, and I not so kindly told them no, that I was (laughs) not going to throw away a gift. So then they very kindly told me that if you want to go mail it to yourself, you feel free to do so. So the uh, TSA agent, and if he was, if he's listening, I doubt it because I don't remember even <laughs> how long ago this was, as he was bringing me to exit TSA, because you can't just like turn around and leave, right. he pulled me over and he said, go outside, <clears throat> empty, empty it completely. Make sure it does not light no matter what. You'll come back. They'll call over a supervisor. They'll test it a bunch of times. And if it doesn't light, then more than likely they're not going to tell you that you can't take it. So just be conscious of what you're traveling with. Because it's very easy to, I mean, I accidentally once left one of my little knives in my bag. Of course, they took it, and I asked them if I could get it when I come back, and they're like, oh, it, it no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So the second one we already kind of covered true, a travel, also a travel humidor and smokers. Best vacation companion. More than anything, guard your cigars from being crushed. You know, a lot of these hard cigar little travel humidors have a humidification device you can put in them. Number three, both your destination and lodging situation matter. What does that actually mean? Well, I have a good friend who goes to Vegas on a pretty regular basis, which is in the middle of the desert. And he has told me that. Just having a cigar in his mouth, not lighting it, because there's a lot of places you can't light anymore. Just having a cigar in his mouth, he said within two hours, that cigar is so dry, you can't smoke it. Other side of that, you're going for some reason to the, um, the rainforest. Yeah. You know, it's going to be humid. Yeah, it's going to be a little yeah. bit too humid. So you got you to gotta think about where you're going you don't want to over humidificate. Yep, that's a word. Well, that's it, a is word. Now I, it is now because <laughs> I said it. <laughs> it counts. I feel like early from Squidbillies. You're yep. going to humidificate your cigars. Do not touch the drill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the thing that you have to just think about where you're going. Think about how long you're going to be there. I mean... In all honesty, cigars do last longer than you know, think. They are not fragile yeah. little flowers. No, they're, they're, you know, they're that, hardier than we give them yeah, credit for. That's point number four, number four. Cigars last longer than you think. They're, they can take degrees of not being humid, it, of course, in certain areas. If you're in Vegas, no, nah, not so much. But if you're in a place that's relatively 
decent on humidity and temperature. They'll actually last a little longer. Yep. And let's see what number five is. And this one I like the most. Respect your surroundings. Yes. Yes. So what that means, especially for the newer cigar smokers, it's great to have a cigar. I am very, very conscious about where I actually smoke my cigars because a lot of people do not like the smell of cigars, and a lot of people do. It reminds them of, God, how many times, and I'm sure you've heard it too. Oh, my God, that reminds me of my grandfather. He used to smoke cigars all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we heard that one a number of times, um, especially around Christmas uh, with, I know, myself, and and I think, Bruno, at least back, back in the day, I guess, you know, usually around the Christmas season, we, it, it, I, I smoke my pipe a little more. And, and I would hear all the time with the pipe, oh, it reminds me of, of my grandpa. It's like, yeah, and same with, I get that with cigars. And, and I think, too, you know, as much as, as we love cigars, you know, and I agree, I'm very mindful of where I'm at when I light up a cigar. I know that there are people that absolutely detest the smell of cigars. And I, I don't want my good time to ruin what should be their good time. So I will, I will look around, be mindful of, of my my uh, surroundings and if i'm worried that it may disturb someone i will i'll put the cigar away and be like you know what i i will relocate or i'll i will save this for another time it's not that big of a deal to me um you know cigars cigars get a bad rap as it is i don't want to to make it even worse and to be that story that someone's going to carry with them for years and say i was you know, I, I was I was at the beach and this guy lit up a cigar next to me and it was the worst thing ever. And right. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be in that story for for that person's life. And and uh, yeah, if that makes any sense at all. So no, I agree. And and also, I, the part of that 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 really um, kind of sticks out for me a little bit there is is when I'm camping. You know, I I don't want to be the guy that I'm out in the woods. I don't want to just throw my cigar butt into the woods. Oh, and please hope don't! That nature does its bit. <laughs> hope that nature does its thing, and, and yeah, like catch fire, no trace. Well, not necessarily catch fire. <laughs> yes, <laughs> also that. But I really hope it doesn't catch fire. But you know, I don't want the next person that comes through hiking through the woods and my cigar butt be laying there on the ground while they're trying to enjoy nature or possibly camp. Uh, again, you know. I think cigar smoke cigar smokers get a bad rap at times, and that's only going to make it worse. Yes, um, and that's why when you see these laws get passed that ban, you know, basically ban, you know, the importation of cigars, people are going, oh, "I hate cigars anyway. Doesn't affect right. me because I hate them anyway." So, and so I try, I try to avoid that. Um, you know, camping, fishing. I don't want to just throw my cigar butt into the lake and have it floating around, no. <laughs> looking. Uh, um, you know, because somebody's going to ultimately end up seeing that. So be mindful of, of yeah, of the destination. I mean, I am an also, avid hiker. I'm sorry, yep. I interrupted no, you. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I am an avid hiker, and we've done a lot of stuff locally where we are. We've gone out with full packs on, stayed out in the woods for three or four days. We live by one very, very strict rule, and that rule is very simple. Leave no trace. Yep. Period. Yeah, for sure. All right, go ahead with what I interrupted you with. No, and I was going to say the other part of that is be you know be mindful of your destination. Um, if you're staying in an Airbnb, you know you should probably know there there if there are any restrictions on smoking where you're where you're staying. Um, you you definitely don't want to stay in a hotel, Airbnb, whatever, 
uh, and light up a cigar and then come to find out that that uh, here, you know, in a couple of weeks, you get a charge on your credit card for a cleaning bill because you left the 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 room smelling like cigars. That would suck. <laughs> yes, it would. And, and, and it, we see that more and more where places are just like, no, we, we don't allow smoking. Uh, and, it, and it really sucks if you're a cigar smoker and you're on vacation and you just want to sit back, relax and smoke a cigar. But you have to be mindful of that. You'd r- I'd rather know that going in that, hey, I can't smoke a cigar here than to get there, fire up my cigar and then get pinged a few weeks later because I was charged for a cleaning fee. That's true. And every cigar smells different when it's burning. Yep. Oh, yeah. For sure. That, and it, it's just that, a fact. Room, yeah, you walk into that room, you know, a couple days later, and there's that stale cigar smell just lingering about. That is not a pleasant thing, and people aren't going to be happy uh, when they have to clean that. No, they are not. So I think, was, was that all five of those? It was. We had all, all right, five that cool. they were talking about. We are cruising right along. And so, like I said previously, uh, if you're interested in reading these articles, uh, I will make sure they are all linked in the show notes. And the show notes can be found uh, wherever you you listen to your podcast at. Uh, they may be truncated at times. And if they are, uh, if you hit the cigarmatchpodcast.com, the full show notes and the links to all the articles we discussed will be in on the website in the episode descriptions. So if you want these links, you want to read these articles for yourself, definitely we, we are providing those links. Uh, and the last one that, that I wanted to touch on, because I just had this conversation uh, what this past weekend with my son, actually was around the the flavors of cigar and how to taste a cigar. And this is something that I know Bruno and I have, have talked about. Um, and I think we may have mentioned it. I don't know if Bruno mentioned it on the, the podcast or not. Yeah, we, met, we went over it a little bit. Yeah, in that, you know, some people, the pa- their palates just, they don't, they don't taste cigars the same. Um, and one of the things, though, and that's not where I'm going with this, this is more of, when when you're online and you read reviews of cigars, sometimes the reviews just kind of, when I started, they kind of blew me away because I would read things like, you know, t- it t- there were notes of leather and black <laughs> black pepper and all these things. And I'm going, wow, I don't taste any of that. Right. What is that? I want to know uh, what leather it, tastes like. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then it took someone uh, in my early days that I've, I, I I wish this forum still existed because I learned so much from this forum that I was on in my early days. But someone uh, sent me a message and we talked about it. And he told me, he says, you know, he says, I've never chewed up a piece of leather. I don't know what leather tastes like. <laughs> he said, but there's something that reminds me of the smell of leather and what I think it might taste like. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't necessarily t- know what leather tastes like, but this reminds me of that. Um, and so one of the things that this will be linked in the site, this was from the, uh, the JR Cigars blog. There's this nice, they call it the flavor wheel of things that are common in cigars. And they start with very basic, earth, savory, sweet, spice. And then they, they branch out into more, uh, more intricate kind of flavors. You know, your, your chocolate, your toast, your cinnamon, nutmeg, things like that. Um, and so this past weekend, I was, I was setting out on the deck smoking a cigar with my son. And he's just getting into cigars. And so as we were smoking cigars, I was asking him, I said, hey, you know, what, do you taste anything in that on your palate? What do you, what do you think? Just be real general. And I was, I was describing this process to him in that he was saying, well, it tastes kind of, he's, there, it's kind of, there's a, uh, how did he describe it? So there, there's kind of a, a dry, almost maybe woodiness to it. 
And I said, oh, okay, that, that's cool because I'm, I'm, we're, we were smoking the same cigar. So I'm like, yep, I'm getting that. And I said, now, can you, can you expand on that? Does it remind you of any type of, you know, obviously you've never eaten a piece of wood that I know of. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put it past him, uh, but. Or any of us. Or, yeah, or any of us. I said, but if you had to describe it, that what you're tasting, could you, could you describe what you think it might taste like? And it was so cool because he, he took another draw off the cigar. And in my head, I had already, I had already come up with what I thought it was. Uh, and he took another draw off the cigar and he sat there for a minute. And you could tell, you could see the gears turning. And uh, <laughs> it's not the wood like, burning. <laughs> yes, exactly. He said, I think it's, it, it's kind of a, a darker kind of flavor. He said, it's not a bright, like, it's not like a bright, like, I think cedar would be bright and spicy. I said, yeah, that's, that's what I would call cedar as well, bright and spicy. He said, if I had to guess, he said, I would say maybe oak. He said, to me, oak seems kind of dark and kind of a heavier wood flavor. And I was like, yeah, that's perfect. I'm like, that's, that's what I would have said as well. So it's, it's more of just thinking it through in that, you know, I don't know what oak tastes like, uh, but this kind of reminds me of it. And so that, I think that was where this is. This is a cool way of looking at, you know, starting with the basic, you know, earth, savory. Is it sweet? Is it salty? Is it spicy? And then branching out into a more um, narrowing in on what that exactly is. For example, you know, if it's sweet, well, is it sweet like honey? Is it sweet like maple, caramel, marshmallow, nougat? Uh, all these other things that maybe you don't think of. Um, when I think of sweet, you know, I, I don't think of honey. I should because I, I like honey and honey is sweet. Uh, but it, it's some cool things. It'd be a cool experiment to have this, this flavor wheel, I think, pulled up. And while you're smoking a cigar and just kind of looking at it and seeing if you could use it, it may help identify some of the flavors that uh, there are times where there will be a note in a cigar that I'm just like, I know this, but I can't put my finger on what this is. Um, and, and this little flavor wheel thing, I think it's pretty cool. It may be helpful in, in identifying some of those things you're tasting in cigars. Um, and one of the things that I, that I pushed on to, to my son this weekend was, you know, when you're smoking a cigar, think of the cigar like a straw. And that, you know, take it slow, take a sip, you're sipping the cigar, and you're just trying, you're looking for what flavor is there. Uh, don't treat it like a two liter and just throw it back and then <laughs> chug it down. Uh, take it slow and just sip. Um, and, and I think that helped. And it was cool because I was able to sit with him and he was able to identify some of the, the things that I was definitely getting on my palate as well. So it was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, the cigar, the cigar flavor wheel, link it. It's definitely pretty cool. It may be helpful. If not, you may be like, yeah, I don't need that, which is cool. Uh, but new cigar smokers, you want to know how, you know, what, how we're coming up with all oh, that tastes like leather, that tastes like chocolate, whatever. This is kind of how you start with a general, it's kind of sweet. Well, okay. What's it remind me of after that? And you just go from there. Uh, so that, that's kind of why I had the flavor wheel in there, just because it was timely after the, spending the weekend uh, smoking a cigar with my son, which was a lot of fun. Any time that I can hang out with, with, my, with my boys or any of my kids, actually, but with my boys because they're older, um, anytime I can hang out with them and then I've got one that's getting into smoking cigars, that makes it even cooler. So Oh, yeah. So going through this, it was kind of interesting because, as I've explained in the past, my palate mm -hmm. isn't great. My sense yep. of smell is not good. So neither is my sense of taste. But in reading through this, there were there are two flavors that I can really pick out quite easily, and that's spicy and earth. Yep. And reading through this, it's interesting because they say earth is the most common flavor that you're <laughs> going to experience with a cigar, which yep. 
makes sense to me because I will get that and hey, you know, it is a plant that was grown in the earth. <laughs> but I, I, it, it's interesting because I've tried to sit in, think about what I'm smoking and what it actually tastes like. And I struggle with that a lot. You know, I've, I've reached a point in my cigar smoking where I either enjoy it or I don't. Now, there have been a number of surprises over the years where I'll be like, wow, there is a flavor in here that I don't, can't necessarily place, but yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I think, you know, the message that I pushed to my son this past weekend was, while it's cool that, that you can pick out some of these flavors, don't make it the whole point no. of smoking a cigar. <laughs> no. Uh, what Bruno said was, was spot on. Like, if I'm reviewing a cigar, yeah, I'll sit there and I will, I will think, think it through. What am I tasting? If I'm just trying to have a cigar to relax, no. I will just sit there. Did I like it? Yes. Or yes or no. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit there and dissect it and be like, oh, it's got this flavor that I like or this flavor that I don't. It's like, was it good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Then we're done. Right. That's all I need to say. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the same way with, with, you know, when Bruno and I talk. It's like, hey, did you try, you know, Cigar X? Well, did you like it? Well, yeah, it was pretty all right. And, that, and that's all I need. Um, so don't make... You know, trying to find these these minute flavors in a cigar. Don't make that the whole point of smoking no, a cigar. You'll drive yourself um, crazy. Yeah, you'll drive yourself crazy. Just, you know, did you smoke it? Yeah. Well, did you like it? Okay. Well, now you know. Don't buy it again or do. Whichever. Uh, that should be the part of that should be the best part of it is just enjoy the time slowing down and smoking the cigar. Don't try to dissect it and try to push yourself to find every little flavor that's happening on your palate. Just enjoy the cigar. If it's a good cigar, you'll know. All right, so, yeah, so let's do some, speaking of cigars, yeah, let's do let's some reviews. Some cigars. Yes. So we smoked some cigars over the past couple of weeks. Do you want to, um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about the cigars that we, that we smoked specifically for this? Or I've smoked a number of cigars over the last couple of weeks, a few well, new things that I can share. Let's, uh, how, do you, how do you want to dive into this? Let's start with them? the ones that you and I smoked for this. Okay. And the first Perfect. one absolutely breaks my heart to talk about yes it does yeah. it breaks my it heart does. sorry so, but it does no i i totally agree so the first cigar and this is i think is no because we we, had, we smoked the room one one doomsayer that was our, that was our first so oh uh, no so we already talked the, about that one yeah oh I was i'm trying sorry to remember it's like we, we've talked about one this isn't the first one we've done uh so yeah we the cigar we're talking about here this is the the fratello the arlequin uh, now, Fratello is a brand that I, I enjoy. Oh, I do, The original too. Fratello was, was such a great cigar. And I wondered, and Bruno said, this one breaks my heart, because uh, without uh, the, the, the TLDR on this one is that I was very underwhelmed by it. Uh, and I don't know if that's because I liked the original so much that I, the bar was set super high. Um, but this one just, I was underwhelmed. I kept waiting for something more to come out of it. and. I, I was just left wanting something else, uh, something more from it. It was very one-dimensional uh, in my eyes. On oh, my palate, maybe, is the better wording. It just, it, it, it kept me, I kept waiting. I was like, I got down to the last third even, and I'm going, man, something, something's going to change. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit me. And it just never did. It stayed very, very simple, very one-dimensional. So I'm going to expand upon that a little bit if you're all right with that. Yeah, go so. for it. That could have been your palate, but yeah. you could smoke it again and it'd be fine. Right. Yep. When I'm trying something new, I'm looking at a number of things different. Since my mm -hmm. sense of taste isn't as 
refined as others. So I was, of course, texting myself as I'm sitting there smoking it. <laughs> and one of the things, first things that I wrote was, um, if you go by looks alone, it looks like it could be a strong cigar in body. Yeah, right. So, of course, I started to smoke it, and I absolutely, and this is why I say this breaks my heart, I absolutely adore Fratello cigars, and I will smoke more. Yeah, I'm not oh, saying yeah. that not I'm turned doubt. off from them. No. It no, just, no, no, this no. specific one. So it was around a medium in body to me, which yeah. is great because I'm more medium to full bodied. So let me, let me ask you something real quick before you get away from that, because you had a point. Um, I'm looking at my notes now, because like you, I sat with my, my laptop and I made notes while I was smoking it. I agree it was medium. Uh, for me, it seemed to go maybe medium plus in the last third. Uh, I seemed to get a little kick toward the end. I was having trouble because about about halfway down, and I did notice a little bit of a woody flavor. I was able mm -hmm. to pick that out. Right. But about halfway down, I started having trouble with it, what is commonly referred to as tunneling. And I yeah. don't know if we've gone over that term yet in this podcast. And if we haven't, uh, we I'll give have. a quick... So yeah, tunneling. Go ahead. When, when you're smoking a cigar and you got it completely lit around, a good cigar... Now, I, I'm sorry, that's not the correct way to say this, because then that would infer this is not a good this, cigar. This was, yeah, exactly, yes. And let's yeah. not say that. That's not what I wanted to say. No. Um, what you want for an optimal, optimal cigar smoking experience is for that burn to stay consistent around the whole diameter of the cigar. So when you start yeah. smoking a cigar, it might be a little bit uneven at first, and that's, it, it could be very easily related on how you lit it. You know, did you light it and you were heavier on one side than the other? You know, every, every cigar is a little different. But ultimately, tunneling is when you have a cigar that is burning either really lopsided, so one side will be much higher than the other, or I've even had them where it's, you know, 80% of the diameter is fine in the last 20%. You know, it's a half an inch below the top. So that's commonly referred to as what tunneling is. Right. And I got about halfway down the cigar and it started to tunnel. But the tunneling that happened for me was uneven. So it wasn't just tunneling in one area. It was burning bizarre. At the same time, the draw got a little bit difficult. It started great. You know... I've smoked enough cigars mm -hmm. where I was able to tell that the cigar, unfortunately, was actually plugged a little bit. So smoking the cigar from about halfway down until I normally burn my fingers wasn't pleasant for me. So unfortunately, I didn't feel that last third that okay. you felt kick yep. in yep. because I was fighting the cigar, which is not a pleasant experience. Now, I am one of those people that is going to smoke a cigar. I don't care what happens. I'm going to finish that, that cigar, <laughs> yep. end of conversation. Yep. I can tell you that I do that because I've been smoking these for a very long time. If you start to have an unpleasant experience with a cigar, it is okay to put it down. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even to expand upon that, and I've been in a number of brick and mortars, and so has Adam, if a cigar is burning that badly for you, Bring it down to the front desk or wherever the, the tobacconist is. Show them what's going on. More than likely, they will tell you, put it down, and they'll replace the cigar. Yeah. 
So it just is kind of, do not battle a cigar. That's not what cigar smoking is about. It's about enjoying it, not battling it. Now, I battled this one specifically because I wanted to be able to give a decent review on the cigar. And the <laughs> yeah. flavor for the first half really was a good flavor. And again, I love Fratello yeah. cigars. Yeah, same, same. So that's kind of my take on it. So, so yeah, I agree. You know, early on, when, when I first started into it, uh, when I smelled the foot, I, I was really, I, I thought I was, I was pretty excited. Because uh, when I smelled the foot, I was like, hey, that smells, it reminds me of, of hay. Uh, it reminded me of being, being out in a, a horse barn, actually. Not in a bad way. I like the smell of, of a barn. Uh, Can I interrupt you for one second? Of. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You said a term that we've never said before that I thought of earlier. Define foot. Okay. So the foot is the, when you take your cigar out of the cellophane, the foot is the cut end of the cigar. Um, so the very, I guess, bottom, maybe. Right. Um, the side that's so open, that's not foot. sealed. Exactly, exactly. So that's the foot. And for me, my, my, my little ritual is I, I take the cigar out of the cellophane, and the first thing I do is I smell the foot. I actually smell the foot. I put the foot very close to my nose because to smell, it kind of gives you an idea of what's coming when you light up. So like I said, you know, I got this barnyardy smell that I really, really enjoy. So I was... I was amped up, ready to go. Um, right when I got into it, uh, I, 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 I liked it, actually. It was kind of a, a darker flavor, dark earth, a little bit of pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and toward, as I got into that first third, I started getting a little bit of a sweetness. Not, not a super sweet, not like chocolate or something, but again, it reminded me of, this, of kind of that sweet smell of leather. And that's kind of where I got that from. Uh, and I was really, I was enjoying that first third, and I was just, cruising along like yeah this this is all right waiting for for something else something big to come along it felt like it was building up it felt like that there there was this going to be this nice crescendo it was going to build into something as i as i continued on uh got into the second third and it was pretty much the same uh the the spice on the retro hail started to come through a little bit more but not anything huge and as i hit the last third i mean Pretty much no change, just everything stayed right right where it was. The spice started to fade a little bit, um, and it just never it never changed at all. It was very consistent, and like I said, I kept expecting something to happen. It felt like there was this nice crescendo of flavor building up, and I was waiting for that apex, and it just never hit. Uh, and when I got to the end, I'm just like, wow, that, that can't be it. I was a little, like I said, I, I was a little underwhelmed. Now, this is where... You know, Bruno, I think this is something we need to talk about, and we need to come up with a nice scoring system um, for how, when we do these types of reviews, you know, because like, like Bruno said, you know, this is not a knock on, this is a very, very hard thing for me, because I really like Fratello cigars a Yes, lot. me too. Uh, and I will, I will continue to smoke Fratello cigars. Me too. You know, this, this is one that, when I got to the end of my notes, you know, my, I was figuring out how I'm going to, how I'm going to round this out, how I'm going to finish this. I said, would I buy it again? Uh, this particular cigar. And at retail, I, I should have looked. I normally look at the retail on what these were, and, and I did. So, but I would say at retail, I would say probably not, because I think at retail, I would $8, agree. $9. Uh, but I did get these at closeout um, for $5. <laughs> at $5, yeah, I would probably buy it again. Um, I, would give it an, I would give it another chance or two, because it wasn't bad at all. No, uh, other than just, the plugging. Yeah, for you. But see, mine, the draw of mine was great. I had no problems with the burn or the draw. Um, 
So, like I said, other than, you know, the to me it was just a little underwhelming. I wanted something a little more out of it. It wasn't a bad cigar at all. It was well worth the $5 that I got it at closeout on. Um, I just, in my head, I think, I think you know, I, I like Fratello a lot. I like Omar a lot. Um, and, and I think I had it built up to be something that it, maybe it wasn't going to live up to. Uh, so I would definitely, at the $5 mark, if I could still get them on closeout, I would probably, I would probably pick them up again and not have a problem with it. Uh, so the on, the only thing I'm going to expand upon with all of the comments that you just made is yes, there are some people, and I'm I'm with Adam. When I'm smoking a cigar, I like to taste the changes, just like you're tasting a good beer. It changes as the temperature changes. So the first third is going to be different than the second third is going to be different than the last third. There are a lot of cigar smokers, and it you'll figure out which one you are where. They don't want a change from the first third to the second third to the last third. They want it consistent, which I know is one of the things that Davidoff boasts about their cigars, and they are correct. They do not change through the entire process of smoking that cigar. But like Adam, I like it to change. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm accustomed to that in that it's going to change through that second third and then through, through the back end, the back third as well. And I, and I enjoy that. I enjoy kind of that, that waiting to see what's going to happen next. All right. So we're cool. getting relatively yeah. close. We're going to do... We're getting on time. Yep. Yeah. We're going to do oh, one yeah, more we, review. One more. Yeah, yeah, one more review. And this is one that, uh, that we, we've been planning for a while. And so this is going to be the Dissident Cigars. Uh, Bruno and I had the Soapbox. And I'm trying to pull my notes up here. Uh, if you're ready, Bruno. I'm ready. I share. didn't uh, write myself notes because I just had this one a couple <laughs> days ago. Right. I, so, I had one last night just so I could make notes. So go right. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I found it to be a very well-built cigar. Mm-hmm. I found it to burn very, very well. It had yep. a great draw. I would consider it a very mild cigar in body. One of the things that I am curious on is I think the size we got was the Toro. So it was like a 54 by six and a half. Yeah. As we talk about these, you're going to figure out what size you like as you start, as you do more smoking. I don't normally go for a cigar. 52 is about my limit because I really believe that you lose the flavor of the wrapper. So it was a cigar that I enjoyed. I am not saying I would not buy one again. It was definitely a mild cigar. It's burned well, stayed consistent. I definitely got an earthiness off of it. I just would, I was hoping, I was looking when I was buying this one, I was looking more for a Robusto size because anything at a 50 ring gauge or lower is, and speaking of, since we're, doing not bad on time have yeah. we ever defined ring gauge for our <laughs> awesome listeners i don't think we have i don't think i think we've just kind of glossed over that all right so if you want to go if you want to to define go for it so as the engineer i can actually speak about this no i'm kidding <laughs> so <laughs> ring gauge what is a ring gauge you're going to hear terms like a 48 or a 42 or a 50 a lot of the ring gauges also have names associated with them robusto churchill so the name, like Churchill, actually deals with a ring size and a length. Robusto is a ring size and a length, and since that's the cigar I smoke the most, it's about a 50 ring and about 5 inches long. 
So the five inches long is straightforward, but what is the 50? The 50 is actually 50 64ths of an inch in diameter. So an inch well, can be... exact. <laughs> yeah. The, the, an inch can be split into a lot of different things, quarter of an inch, eighth of an inch. 64th right. of an inch is one of them. And cigar diameters are based on a, the, the scale of 64. So a ring gauge of 50 is 50 64ths. Wow. If you buy a ring gauge of 64, that means it's one inch in diameter, basically. You know, anything yeah. above that goes into an inch and some... Goes into a ridiculous part. Ridiculous right. Size. It gets into it gets into no flavor size. So that is what a ring gauge is. So when you hear that, it's whatever sixty fourths of an inch in diameter the cigar. So again, a fifty ring gauge is fifty sixty fourths in diameter. And again, the length is you're gonna see the length either in millimeters if you're outside of the States or inches if you're in the States, but the yeah. length is pretty self explanatory. Yeah. Yeah, so, so like I said, I had the soapbox last night uh, specifically so we could talk about it today. So I tried to to put get some notes on it, and I would say for me, mild to medium. Uh, it wasn't overly mild. Uh, there, it was I I I called it basically medium because I was like, hey, this is a nice, happy. It's not too mild. It's not too heavy. Uh, it was a there was a nice complexity to it. Um, I had. So going through, I'm not going to go details. I may actually type this up, put it on the website, because I've got a lot of notes about this cigar. Um, first third, I started off with some some cedar and earth. A uh, little a little spice on the retrohale, but that could just have been the cedar as well I was getting. And then there was this weird uh, flavor that it took me a long time to try to come up with what I was tasting. And I, I think I finally settled on, it was something like toasted nuts. Um, that I was like, well, this is this is interesting. There's there's a number of things going on here, and into the second third, kind of the same uh, cedar earth. Uh, the sweetness got a little more pronounced, almost creamy, in the second third. And again, to me, it was it was medium, uh, medium strength, medium body, even uh, complexity, complexity and strength. In the final third, uh, it really, I, I say, the flavor started to shine. The cedar and earth was still there. And then I got like some, I got some notes of, of coffee and almost like a baking spice. Uh, the toasted nuts kind of came in on the on the finish with almost like a saltiness that was pretty nice. Uh, so to me, I mean, I I really enjoyed the soapbox, um, and it'll probably be one that I definitely will pick up again. Uh, actually, I, I was pricing boxes last night, so I'm almost certain <laughs> that it's something I'll pick up again. Well, I'm very curious to try the robusto size because I'm going to state that I will probably like it more not that i disliked it i enjoyed right. it it stayed yep. medium for me but or mild for me i would love to try the robusto ring gauge yes yeah yeah you, you got to get your size i mean that's that's something that, that we will discuss on a future episode is finding how do you find that size and that's that's something we've got noted for a future episode but right now we're coming up on time so i think we've covered Pretty much, you know, we, we've left a few things off, but we can carry those over into uh, to the next episode. We've got some other cigars we've smoked and some some reviews we'll share and some other cool things. Of course. So we're coming up on, you know, 47 and a half minutes right now. So this is where we'll wrap. And again, you know, we said it at the beginning, but thank you, everybody, for, for supporting us so far. Yes, for, thank you so you know, much. The, the, the words on social media, the follows, the interactions, all that cool stuff. Thanks for listening. Um, again. You know, we're on all, pretty much all the social media platforms at, the, at this point. Uh, Instagram is the, I think, the one that, that I'm using the most. 
Uh, we're on Instagram at the Cigar Match Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook. I think is facebook.com slash the Cigar Match Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter. Twitter is being the one that I, I use the least just because I, I I don't know why, to be honest with you. <laughs> I use my personal Twitter pretty regularly. Uh, but the, the, the podcast, I haven't kind of made it a point to post out there regularly. But on Twitter, it's actually, it's uh, Twitter, it's at the Cigar Match. And then the website is the cigarmatchpodcast.com where you can find all the show notes, all the links uh, for the, the, the articles we discussed in this episode. All that's out there. So thank you, everybody, for checking us out. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, um, thank you again. If I could ask one thing from everybody, um, you know, Bruno, Bruno, I do, Bruno and I do this for no other reason other than we love talking about cigars. Uh, so we're not trying to sell you anything at all. No. But if you're, if you're enjoying what we're doing here, if you're enjoying the podcast, you're enjoying listening, the only thing I, I would ask is if you know somebody that might be interested, share, share the podcast with a friend. Yes. Uh, help do. us out with that. That would be awesome. That's the only thing we ask. Uh, so until then, you know, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. And until then, keep smoking good cigars. Yep. Smoke them. Smoke them often. 